Two guys not related, yet somehow are given the same name. It's time for the Two Daves podcast, where we'll answer the age-old question, are two Daves better than one? And now, here's Dave and Dave. That's right, we're back for another Two Daves podcast. So glad you bought your ticket to journey with us through another fun and relaxing well, it might be relaxing for you, but when you have tech issues like us, it's not so relaxing. But we're here. We're ready to go. This is your co-captain, Dave. And I'm Dave, and this ain't tacos. Hey, friends, please don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends, and you can share it with your enemies if you like. We are building the Two Daves Nation, and we invite you to be a part of the journey. Well, it's a fun journey so far, isn't it, Dave? I've had a blast. I don't know if anybody else is enjoying it, but we certainly are. We're learning. Yeah, we're, we're doing something. <laughs> they said you can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> I, I still am not really learning a lot of new tricks. But. <laughs> I'm learning to say yes to my younger sons, though. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got to share a story if I can to begin with. Is that okay? Uh, I don't know. Is it a true I story? Yeah, it's a true story. It's a then true go story. For it. Okay, go for it. so so um, you know where we live, it's just colder than cold, and with COVID oh, and everything else, it's cold you know, everywhere, man. I know, I know. Uh, so we went out to eat with some friends the other night in another city, and we wanted to eat at Longhorn Steakhouse. Have you ever ate there? Cool. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, that's good. That's good stuff. So we went to Longhorn, and, you know, rules have changed now with COVID. So we had to go there. I had to call them. I had to go in. I had to give them my name. And then I had to give them my number and all this kind of stuff. And then they said, you have to go wait in your car, okay? It was like three degrees, and oh. so we went out, waited in the car. So our... Uh, my friend Jim and I are in the back seat, and uh, the the ladies are up front talking. And I just kind of look at him, and I send a text to my wife, and I said, uh, I tried to make it as official as I could from the Longhorn Steakhouse staff. Your table is up. Uh, you have five minutes to come in, and I just sent it, and. Uh, my wife got it. She said, we got to go. So she opened up the door. Uh, Jody opened up the door. And before you knew it, they were out of the car. And I'm just looking at Jim laughing. And they just wait. They're like, why aren't you guys coming out? And then they stopped and they said, Did, are you guys pulling our leg or what? I sent, I got them so well. That was a, that was pretty good on my part. Jim was laughing. So I, maybe you had to be there, but, but I thought it was funny. That's pretty good. That is, that's pretty good. Well, Hey folks, we thought that we'd have a little competition between the two Daves and uh, we call it a dad joke challenge. Now I, I talked a little bit about this last week and what's going to happen is each Dave is going to take turns telling a dad joke. And, just to remind you what a dad joke is, dad joke is, well, it's kind of stupid jokes that dads are known for telling their kids and, you know, annoying them and embarrassing them and everything. So we're going to take turns telling a joke. And uh, if we can get the other Dave to laugh, then we get a point. Okay. You understand the rules, Dave? I, I think I get them. All right. Well, but you know what? I have a question, Dave. All right, I'm sure you do. Uh, aren't isn't this the kind of jokes we tell every week on here anyway? Well, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, right, who's starting? You? you go ahead and start. You go ahead and start. Okay, now I have the official scorecard right here. Okay, all right, so okay. I think, do you have 10 or 11? I have 10. Okay, we'll do 10. Number one, okay. What do you call a dog that can do magic tricks? What do you call a dog that can do magic tricks? I don't know. A labracadabrador. Okay, you, you passed that one. <laughs> that was a good one, I thought. <laughs> Did you struggle with that one? 
<laughs> yep. Yes, Dave, I did. And uh, okay. Well, so no points. Right? You get a point. No. How does no, that no, work? No, no points yet. No points yet. Now it's my turn to try to get a point. All right. Here we All go. Right. Okay, Dave. A guy went to his doctor. Okay, because he could see into the future. All right. So the doctor asked him, "How long have you suffered from this condition?" And the guy tells him, "Since next Monday." Well, okay. I think, I, I think uh, you, you just smiled. You didn't laugh. I just smiled. It, you, know right, how, nope. you know how easy I laugh? This is difficult. <laughs> I know. I know. So no point. No point. Um, All right. Your turn. All right. Uh, here we go. Um, number two. I marked these down. Uh, what's the difference between a poorly dressed man on a tricycle and a well-dressed man on a bicycle? I don't know. Attire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Woo, yes. There you go. One point. For <laughs> one point for me. Okay, it's one nothing, I, I, ladies I and gentlemen. forgot about the contest there for a second. Because <laughs> I was trying to figure out a tie. A tie. Oh, oh, shoot, I wasn't supposed to laugh. Yeah, so. All right. All right. Hey, okay. what concert? We talked about going to concerts here, I don't know, a week or so ago. What concert costs just 45 cents? What concert costs just 45? I don't know. 50 cent featuring Nickelback. That was a that was a little bit of a chuckle. <laughs> All right, one point for me. Okay. Oh, gone it. <laughs> Okay, number three. Yes. Those, those of you that are listening can play along, right? Yeah, yeah, if you laugh. I'm okay. sure none of them are, but. No, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. Did you know that the first French fries weren't actually cooked in France? Uh, that doesn't surprise me, but. They were cooked in Greece. They were. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, what's that, huh? I was agreeing. I was, you know, thinking through processing. Not a laugh. Not a laugh. Okay, okay. I heard All noises right. in there, though. There, well, there were some noises. There were some noises, but no laughter. All right. Hey, do you All know right. the last thing my grandfather said to me before he kicked the bucket? N no, what? Grandson, watch how far I can kick this bucket. I heard something. <laughs> Did I hear something? <laughs> Was that a chuckle? Dislike you. <laughs> I got a point. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, gone it. I got to <laughs> have something good. Okay. My wife is really mad at the fact that I have no sense of direction. Mm. So I packed up my bag and write. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I had to laugh at that. <laughs> right. oh, yeah. oh, that's good. That's that good. was a I, good I, one, I, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't believe we don't have the same ones. I know. I know. People got it. people. Our audience needs to know. Our listeners need to know that we did this on our own, no yeah. help from anyone, and we just okay. Whose turn so is your turn? The score What's is the score? two to two. Two to two. All right. Student says, can I go to the bathroom? Teacher says, it's May. Student says, no, it's February. Hmm. Oh, no point. That was that's, a good one, though. That was a good one. Though, one. Yeah. It was a good one. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I withheld. Okay. My friend said to me, what rhymes with orange? And I told him. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. That's my what? very next one. That's my okay. very next Don't one. Forget that one. I'll, I'll come up with another one. Go to an alternate. That's okay, right. Okay. I, I have one. Okay. Um, well, you know what, though? For the what? sake of the audience, why don't you go ahead and tell that one? Okay. My friend says to me, what rhymes with orange? And I told him, no, it doesn't. Yeah, I love that. I love that joke. All right. Okay. Anyway, go ahead with your alternate. Here's the next one. 
When an ambulance zips past with its sirens blaring, I always think to myself, they're not going to sell much ice cream driving that fast. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's not as good as the orange one. No, no, but I thought it was funnier to me when I first saw it. So, okay. That didn't work. All right. right, Here's my alternate. Okay. I've been, I've been bored recently. So I decided to take up fencing. The neighbor said they're going to call the police unless I put it back. Okay. No point there. That was a good one though. That was good. good. I like that one too. Yeah. Okay, here's one. A cheese factory exploded in France. Uh oh. Yeah, debris everywhere. Debris, debris. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's okay. a good one. That's a good one. But no point. All right. Hey, I invented a new word today. What was Plagiarism. it? Plagiarism. Ah, that was close. I see a lot of smiles. It was close. Through. It was close. Right. I just thought of your sermons. So anyway, oh, okay. Oh, oh. All right. Uh, let's see. What are we up to? Number seven? I don't know. One, two, number, three, okay. four, five. Yep, ready for number seven. What do you call it when Batman skips church? When Batman skips church? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Christian mm-hmm. Bale. Oh, Oh, wow. (laughs) You're wanting to laugh at that one. I know you are. Damn, that's too good. Yeah, but I I didn't. (laughs) All right. All right, let me try try this one. Okay. A a woman is on trial for beating her husband to death with his guitar collection. The judge asks her, first offender? She says, no, first a Gibson, then offender. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got you. Point for Dave. My boys play guitar. That's that's a good one. <laughs> Doggone it. Three points for you. Okay. okay. Oh, man. I'm running out of jokes. Okay, here we go. I got two left. Do you have two left? That's, you know what? You can always tell when your sermon's coming to a close because you're running out of jokes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. What kind of exercises do lazy people like you do? None. Diddly squats. Diddly squats. Yep, that's good. Not going to get a laugh out of me, but it's good. I got one left. You got one left? We're out of sync then because I've got three left. What? You're right. Yeah. Okay, ready for this one? Yep. I got a hen to regularly count her own eggs. She's a real mathema chicken. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. No, I'm not. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I have this one. Did you hear that Arnold Schwarzenegger will be doing a movie about classical music? Arnold Schwarzenegger doing a movie about classical music. No, I've not heard that one. He'll be Bach. He'll be Bach. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. You're down there. All right. Here's one. This is this is it, right? No, I've got I've got two more. Oh yeah, yeah. I have okay. I have a two more too. So sorry. Okay. Okay, go ahead. All right. What did the policeman say to his belly button? What? You're you're under a vest. I heard that. I just, I, I'm breathing. Uh, you're breathing. Okay. <laughs> like that. Just like that. So, so no point. As far as you know. <laughs> All right. I didn't really, I didn't. I just breathed heavy. That's a, it. Okay. Um, what Here's did, your, your, this is your last one, right? Okay. What did the drummer call his twin daughters? Oh, you know what? I have seen this one on Facebook. Great. Do you want to, do you want to ask an alternate? Do you have an alternate one? I, I used it last week. What do you call oh. a fake noodle? Uh, what do you call a what noodle? A fake noodle. 
a fake noodle. I can't remember the answer. An impasta. Yeah, that's good. Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled into the lead. Woo! Well, one more for me. All right. A Vicks vapor rug truck overturned on the highway this morning. Amazingly, there was no congestion for eight hours. Ah, uh, uh-huh. There was a little bit of a chuckle there. A little bit of a chuckle. Oh. You know what that means? We have a tie score. Oh, great. I guess neither of us will be going to the Bahamas because that was for the winner, sole winner. Yeah. Oh, well. I, I enjoy You know what? The cold doesn't bother me anyway. That's, That's what the movie says. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Anyway, okay. hey, listen. Seriously. This is a hard transition here now. It really is. It really is. We've had a lot of, <laughs> we've had a lot of fun. But um, we're going we're gonna to get serious tonight because we, we want to talk tonight about mental health or mental well-being. And what does it matter? Worldwide, common mental disorders affect one in five adults. Did you know that, Dave? I did not. One, yeah, one in five adults. And major mental disorders affect somewhere between one and seven percent of adults. Uh, some 10 to 20 percent of children and adolescents suffer from mental disorders. And wow. half all mental illnesses begin by the age of 14. Half of all mental illnesses begin before before a person turns 14. Wow. Well, because because mental disorders begin early in life and tend to be chronic, they represent the leading cause of disability worldwide. One-third of years lived with disability are due to mental illness. Mental disorders, they also shorten lives. Life expectancy is, can be reduced from 10 to 20 years for those suffering from major mental disorders. Yeah, and you know, I grew up, and Dave, I know that you grew up also in a, uh, you know, fundamentalist church. And yeah. in our background, anyone who suffered from any sort of a mental disorder, depression, anxiety, whatever, it was considered more of a spiritual issue. Right. And if, uh, if someone, uh, you know, you didn't dare admit to suffering from anything like that. And if you did, oh my goodness, you certainly didn't go to a counselor. You didn't go to a therapist because that was not spiritual. And it's yeah. really too bad because the Bible it has a lot of scripture, just yeah. scripture after scripture that deals with having a right mind and how to accomplish that. So Dave, our, our guest today is someone that you and I both consider an incredible godly influence in our lives especially especially when it comes to this area of mental health and mental well-being. Yeah, I totally agree, Dave. Our guest just retired after 25 years of service in our public education system mm-hmm. uh, for, uh, for three years. I'll just take this, Dave. For three years, she was a music teacher where she met her soon-to-be husband, who just happened to be the school, just happened to be the school principal, Uh, Then she spent 23 years as a school psychologist where she would test students and interpret the data to the teachers and parents. Yeah. And during that time, she also got her counseling degree and she's currently on staff as a pastoral counselor. She's a wife. She's a mom. She's a grandma. And most importantly to us, Marcy is our friend and we are so excited to have her join us for the Two Daves podcast. Let's let's welcome Marcia Melhoff into the Two Daves Nation. Thank you, Marcia, for agreeing to be with us tonight. I am so excited to be with you guys, my friends. (laughs) Hey, listen, how's this uh, retired life going? Oh, I am loving it. Although, you know, I'm retired from from the public school system. However, my pastoral counseling, (laughs) I did not retire from. And so three days a week, I am continuing to see uh, clients throughout my my week, um, just because, you know, I I don't see anywhere in the word where, where God says, retire, kick your feet up and eat bonbons at home. And that's too bad, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I do oh, I wow. do see I do see where it says retire in Florida, though. I, I believe the <laughs> word is I think it comes from first opinions, chapter two, if you <laughs> agree with that. 
Sounds hey. good. Uh, hey, with this freezing cold weather that we're having here in Kansas right now, I'm uh, thinking that sounds pretty good. Uh, Marcy, I'd like to know if you could help me with the other Dave, because he still carries around his ventriloquist dummy that he tried picking up chicks in high school with. So my question is, can anything be done to help him or should I just accept him the way he is and just continue doing this podcast, but understanding that I'm not with one other dummy, I'm with two dummies. What, what am I to do? Hey, how are you um, doing? It's <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. <laughs> Down deep inside, she's saying there's something wrong right there. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to be connecting with two friends, but I did not realize that I was going to be introduced to a third. Yeah. <laughs> oh. well, Marcia, we, uh, we really believe that this conversation is going to be very, very beneficial to everybody who listens. We've been praying for this episode tonight, and uh, we are, we're dealing with a topic that's close to everyone, and that's mental well-being. Mm -hmm. But before we go there, we'd like everyone to know that the two Daves separately were your clients at one time and we want you to know how appreciative we are that you counseled us and that you listened to us and <clears throat> then very sternly poured into our lives with truth and wisdom yeah thank you well thank you marcia however uh, i didn't appreciate you at first i believe my words to the to my wife were i can't stand her guts and that was after the first one Maybe the second one, maybe the third, and maybe the fourth, but I learned to love you very quickly, and I appreciate yeah. you so much. I, I think I mentioned that I wasn't going back anymore. Yeah, yeah. you did. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. going back anymore. I did. Well, was you guys are not unique um, <laughs> in that I, I had recently received a new counseling client, and she was referred by an older counseling client that has gone through the system, you know, mm -hmm. of change. And, um, and I've since exited that one. And, and her comment to this new person she was referring to me was, be careful, she goes for the jugular. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... It, to my, it does go to my philosophy about counseling, whether it's secular or pastoral counseling, in that if you are coming to a counselor, you desire life change. And so let's not beat around the bush. Let's talk about the principles in which are holding you bond in bondage to the old ways that have not been working for you. And let me teach you or let God give me the insight to help you understand a, a principle because I am a pastoral counselor. So I use principles from God's word um, so help, let me help you expose you and also hold you accountable to make those changes. Otherwise, please don't come to me. <laughs> please don't come to me and expect me to just tread water where you are, uh, because I don't believe that's my purpose. My purpose is to come alongside you and help you to change, because that's what I experienced in my life with my pastoral counselor. Mm -hmm. That's good. You know, I, Dave and I both would attest to this from many years of ministry, and that is not everybody that comes to you for so-called godly counsel wants to hear the truth. They want to hear what they want to hear at times and oh. not what they need to hear. Am I right, Dave? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it was kind of unique on our side as pastors coming to you, you know, and we came to you for different reasons and, um, you know, don't have, don't have to get into a lot of stuff, but, you know, for me, it was uh, just, I had not, I stopped processing and maybe I never even processed certain things in my life. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was becoming somebody I didn't want to become. And uh, unfortunately, my wife had to live with that person. And then I came to the point of where I woke up in the middle of the night and said, I got to do something. So when I came to you as a pastor, I knew I'm not there to hear what I want to hear. 
I have to do what needs to be done. And even though it was difficult and very awkward at times, it produced in me some incredible fruit. And uh, I just appreciate that. And I don't know if Dave wants to say anything on that, but uh, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well, so, I, do want, I do want to say to both of you that as pastors to come to a counselor um, truly is, does take an act of humility uh, because you are used to being the leader and, and to, to be in a relationship in which you are submitting and allowing someone else to lead and, and to challenge you to change takes great humility. And it also is an act of love and faith in, in believing that God does order your steps as a righteous man. Um, and that, that he brought you to me on purpose for purpose and, and that, that act of love, not only to our creator, but also to your spouses and your children, um, knowing that, um, that, that scripture that talks about iron sharpens iron just really is, is uncomfortable. And, and, let me just say too, on behalf of all counselors out there, um, we, as we do counsel others, it also, God uses that to challenge us also. Mm. Typically when I exit someone, I will, I will let them know. Sometimes I don't do it, but, but typically I will let them know how ministering to them has actually changed me too. And, um, and honestly, both of you brought to my, um, brought to my practice a confidence because I honor pastors. I recognize God's call on your life. And I, and I honor the fact that you have deep understanding of the word. And, and I didn't go to Bible college. Um, and, and so there was this intimidating factor from my perspective, you probably didn't pick that up <laughs> much, but it sure was going on on the inside of me. Um, and, and so what you, you both and other pastors that God brought to me, um, during that season just really helped cement my call. I knew that I knew that I knew because of you coming to me and seeing God work through me to touch your lives, um, just helped establish that, that, that just knowing, knowing that God had called me to this position and that he was using me um, in ways that I had not anticipated back in 2008 when I got my, my certificate to be a pastoral counselor. So well, thank you. now, yeah, well, Marcia, the, there's something that you're forgetting to tell everybody. You told me that after you had finished counseling with Dave, that that twitch in your right eye um, started and it's, you still struggle with that. So <laughs> is that true now or, or not? Oh, Dave, I thought I taught you better. That <laughs> <laughs> it's telling yourself the truth that we want. <laughs> not believing lies. <laughs> oh, you silly man. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So let, let's get, let's get down to it here. Um, okay. prior, prior to COVID, I, you know, and David just sits there and takes it. Yeah. That's, I was uh, expecting okay. something. I really was. And I just want to say that if I left you with a twitch in your eye, I'm just so happy to be a blessing. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's great. You leave uh you leave our counselor with the twitch in her eye and your wife with the pain in the neck. So that's great, Dave. Good job. Okay. So anyway, uh, some things don't change Marcia. So anyway, I can see that. I can yes. see that. Uh, prior to COVID, uh, the mental health system was being stretched beyond. And, uh, now with COVID, maybe we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, we don't know when, there's still so much going on. 
we have major issues, don't we, in that area? Can you shed some light on that for us? Absolutely. We truly have, and I do want to just say thank you to our, our physical health support people. They have done a tremendous and have been stretched um, in their ministry to us in the physical aspect. But we also, I think one thing that we're neglecting to, to shine a spotlight on is the mental health system. Mm -hmm. And we were made to be in relationship and to connect and not just through electronics, but to touch other people. Um, and that was taken away from us for a lengthy time. And it has our society and individuals have paid a huge price for that. That's why suicide rates have skyrocketed. That's why drug addiction and alcoholism has skyrocketed. And that's also why uh, when we do have counseling clients who need inpatient care, it's a nightmare. Um, understand that I'm a pastoral counselor, therefore I can't, um, my limitation is that um, number one, I can't diagnose, but I also cannot contact, um, I can't contact a, a facility and, and actually say, okay, you need to, you need to have this person come to your facility. I have to go through the secular system or through um, our hospital system, at least in Kansas, that's, that's how it works. And, and I have had um, one counseling client in particular that was having a significant mental uh, breakdown and needed to be institutionalized to get meds and, and to, to have a, um, just a really intense season. Um, and this person's spouse called me at eight o'clock in the morning and it took till midnight that night before they finally were able to get this person into a facility. And, um, and there were one, two, um, well, there was one place where we, we couldn't go because they were closed on Mondays until noon. And then um, we, they stopped by an ER and, and did a screen there and um, then sent them on to another hospital. And then that hospital said, no, the other hospital did it wrong. And so we're not going to receive you. And, um, and so it was up to the family and me to, I said, okay, I know there's this other facility in these two other facilities within the state that I, I knew of and and they contacted both. One had no um, beds available. And, and so these poor people drove over half the state of Kansas trying to find a spot where their loved one could be admitted into, um, into this facility. And in fact, they had gone through the screening process. They were ready to admit, to admit this counseling client. And and it, it was a female and, and she, got, she got very upset and was said, I just, I need, I need a break. I need to get out and get some breath outside. And they actually said to her, if you walk out those doors, we have to start the screening process all over again. Wow. What's wrong with that picture? Mm -hmm. What is wrong with that picture? And so thank heaven, um, her husband called me and I was able to um, to help de-escalate the situation so that she did step through that, um, uh, that door and, and into a facility that would, would meet her needs. That's how bad the mental health system is broken. And, and I'm, it breaks my heart that, that, and again, I'm not demeaning and diminishing the importance of our physical health system but our mental health system um, is just, it is so, so broken that people who are in desperate need of inpatient help um, are having to, 
to go all over the state to be able to get the help that they need. What's wrong with that picture? Mm. Um, that it's ought not to be. Yeah, and especially now, you know, with, with so many issues going on because, you know, there's a lot of people who have been struggling with fear because of COVID, but also just, I, I have never seen in my many, many years of living, <laughs> I have never seen so much division in our nation. There's political unrest, social unrest that's covering us. Has, has, do you see that that's added to the attack on people's mental well-being? Absolutely. Fear and anxiety and depression are a big uh, part of, of what I deal with. And, and let me just say, it is not just adults that are dealing with that, but I have school-age children that, that come mm -hmm. to me that are, are dealing with that. And let's face it, because of the unrest, it puts a stressor on marriages and therefore mm -hmm. There's, there's that stress that is, is going on. And so I have many couples that, that are coming. Um, and then if they do end up in divorce, then again, you've got children that are, are struggling with, it really is, it's a vicious, vicious cycle, a downward spiral. The enemy, you know, fear, God has not given us a spirit of fear. And so when we see fear rising, we see mm -hmm. the works of the enemy just playing havoc on people's lives. And mm -hmm. so absolutely the, the, oh my goodness, I can't go in the store unless I put on this mask. And if it, if it drops down and, and there may be, I call them mask Nazis, there may be a mask Nazi that, that comes and, and complains to me. And what am I gonna do then? And, and um, it's just, uh, what if I get it? What if I get it and give it to someone? How badly will I feel? Um, just fear is just exploding. And I have to, I have to say that there are places in that they just don't go there. I recently walked into a doctor's office and I loved it. There was a sign right when you hit the door and it said, do not walk in fear. And no. I walked in, I walked in with my mask expecting to have to put it on and the staff members did not have masks on. Um, and uh, of course we social distanced. Um, well, except when they were taking, when they were talking to me and putting the in, inputting it on into their computer. No, they really weren't social distancing then. Um, and but uh, but certainly the the, um, the the Christian and and the faith base of of people makes a difference in how you're going to walk through this this chaotic time. We either going we are either going to walk in fear or we are going to walk in faith. Um, yeah. Well, let me okay. So let me just kind of re reestablish kind of what you're saying. I think here, um, when you as an individual are not well mentally, um, that carries over, like you said, into your family, and mm -hmm. in, into other relationships. And when you're not getting the help that you need, uh, that's just a formula for disaster. Absolutely. And in fact, it is so integral in, because we, we have, we're triune. We are made in God's image. He is, he is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are body, soul, and spirit. And mm -hmm. so when we are are walking in fear in our spirit man, it will affect our emotions, which is part of our soul, which will also affect our physical body. And so, so we see um, that our, our immune system is lowered physically when we're walking in fear. Um, we're not sleeping well, then our immune system lowers again. Um, and so that, that that interaction among all three aspects of us, um, we need to look at the wellness of all of that to really be able to walk in the health that is God's perfect purpose in our life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
That's uh, okay. Now, Mark, now, yeah. go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead, Dave. Well, I was just, I, I was just thinking that I just read an, a very alarming statistic when the centers of disease control and prevention recently asked young adults if they had thought about killing themselves in the past 30 days, one in four, 25% of them said that they had, that they'd thought about killing themselves in the past 30 days. And not only that, we still don't know how increased depression, domestic violence, or substance abuse, how that's going to infect, impact suicides in the, in the near future. So this is a problem. What, how do you address that? Well, you're right. It is a problem. And, and again, my bias is that um, the, we have to go to the source and the source and the answer is always Jesus. Mm-hmm. That uh, we, can, we can try and put a Band-Aid over a physical malady that you may have. We, I can try and I can give you strategies to, to deal with your anxiety or, or with your depression. But the bottom line is, is if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you don't have that personal relationship with him, if you're not leaning into that relationship, you will lean into other areas to cope. And so you will lean into addictions. You will lean into trying to control other people or to control your environment. You will lean into these these coping mechanisms that just flat out don't work because you're just putting a Band-Aid on symptoms instead of going to the real issue. And the real issue is spiritual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh... and let's face it, too. Let me just... (laughs) Since I'm on a roll here, go, you know, go because with it. my life verse it is Romans 12, 2. And that's because that is the that is the verse that changed my life, which is um, don't copy the behaviors of this world. Instead, I love it when God's word has an instead, because he doesn't just say mm-hmm. stop doing this. He tells you what to do instead. Replace so don't it. copy the behaviors of this world. Don't do it like the world does. Don't grab for a beer. Don't grab for a, a, a pill. Don't grab for a needle. Don't grab for um, violence. Don't grab for being um, the one in charge and in control, trying to be the, the oppressor. Don't do that. Don't copy the behaviors of this world. Instead, instead, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think then you will know that perfect, pleasing, and acceptable will of God. And so if we are going to become the people that God created us to be, who Mm -hmm. knit us together in our mother's womb, if we're going to become that person, we need to allow God to challenge us in our thinking process so that we can line our thoughts up with God's thoughts. One of the things that I love about being married to Yes, a former principal and superintendent, but he was also a former science teacher. (laughs) And he explained to me um, what really happens when for metamorphosis, which is what that change, change you into a new person, that's that's where that that comes from in the, the Greek. And so metamorphosis is not taking this willy worm and giving it a waist and some wings when it's inside that, uh, when it's inside that cocoon, what actually happens is that that willy worm turns into goo. It actually turns into a puddle of goo inside that. And then God reshapes it into a completely different insect. And so it awakens then and it's something brand new. And that's what God wants to do in our lives as we change the way we think. Because we all are susceptible to believing lies that we've been fed. One of the lies that I personally believed all the way through graduate school, actually, is that people are basically good. You just have to educate them. And they'll make great choices. I know. I, I, now I look at that and I think, what was I 
thinking. But you know, that's not what God's word says. He says that we have this bent toward evil, that we're and truly left to our own devices. We're vile people. We can cover it up with a cute, with cute little makeup and smiles, but our current, our uh, what we're going through in our country right now is a perfect example of how awful we can be, um, especially if we are put into power. That we're vengeful, um, get back at, um, lie about others, kind of people. And God wants to completely transform us when we recognize that you'll, you guys will recognize this process, right? When you recognize that you believe a lie. Mm -hmm. I believed that people were basically good and yet that's not what God says. So I had to recognize that I was believing a lie and be willing to remove that from my conscious thought process, which, by the way, takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of mental energy to combat that pattern of thinking that you have established after years and sometimes decades of life. And then after you remove it by that arguing and challenging yourself, you have to have a truth to replace it with. Jesus said, I am the way the truth and the life. Now we may not like how he says and what he says truth is, but the fact remains is that if we want to walk in freedom, we're going to have to change the way we think and embrace what he says truth is. And so um, that process is what brought me into freedom and it is what I replicate over and over and over again. And I sit back and watch God metamorphize, <laughs> if mm. that's a word, person after person after person by changing the way they think. In the anti-God so-called science movement, the evolutionary theory people yeah. will tell you that mankind will evolve into a better person over time. They will tell you that. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of funny how that kind of um, thinking has really crept into a lot of people's mindset. And because it sounds right. Uh, it, well, it it's, sounds it's, good. Oh, oh, it gives us well, and it's it, it just goes right into humanism that we are so powerful. And, and that we're good people. Yeah. How well has that worked for us, however? <laughs> no, no. You know, uh, I, I want to emphasize one, one thing that's really important. You said go to the right person, uh, Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, when I have a car issue, uh, I'm not going to go to the IT guy. <laughs> when I have a car, when I have a physical issue, I'm not going to go to the mechanic. Mm -hmm. because I can go there and I can get information, but I'm not going to go there and get the right help I need. So unless people see that they need to turn to the right one, who's Jesus, yes, he's the only one that can help us. And it's more than just saying, well, just say a prayer and you'll be better. God has given us people. I mean, I think that used to be the old thing, right, Dave? You, you said at the beginning, there's a stereotype of, Christians going to the counselor. Remember, it's yep. it's kind of like you know, it's not a um, it it was taboo way back yeah. when. Yeah, you just didn't do it. If you did, if you did that, if you took medication for depression, or if you went to go see a counselor, you obviously weren't exercising faith, and yeah. uh, you were living in carnality. And yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and so when we look at this, it, it's like. Well, uh, you know, it's taboo, so it's revealing how weak we are. Well, excuse me for this, but what's yes. the Greek word for, duh? You know, <laughs> we are. We are weak. And God has given us gifts through people to help us. Now, they are not, us going to you, you were not our Savior. Nope. I sure you wasn't. Are, 
<laughs> you were our you were our helper, you were our counselor, but if we didn't have the truth inside of us, and if we didn't have the Lord living within us, um, what you said would have just been, you know, gibberish to us. Mm-hmm. Now, Any actually, comments, Dave? There, yeah, there's there's an issue that I, I feel is is very prevalent, and you know, you, you've talked about about having the truth that's found in God's Word. Problem is, is that we're living in a day and age where people are biblically illiterate. Mm-hmm. And they, we have the word. How many Bibles do we have in our homes? We have a lot, but far too many never really digest the word in such a way that it has the opportunity to actually transform us from within. Mm-hmm. And uh, scripture tells from the parable of the sower that not all seeds that the farmer throws out will produce a, a harvest. That's There's going right. to be some outside, outside factors that can be damaging to the maturation process of the seed. And an unhealthy mind does the same thing. So maybe you can help us out a little bit with that. Yeah, that's absolutely true. In that, that as, as people come to me, one of the things that I often tell them is that, um, you know, we are, we are this, we're this, in this partnership and we are a three-pronged, three-strand cord um, that is not easily broken, as the word says. It is you, it is me, and it is Holy Spirit that leads me. And and I, I make sure people understand that that I may have this agenda of what I think we need to do next when you walk in those doors, but I also am not stupid enough to try and push the prompting of Holy Spirit away and do what I had on my agenda first. When I hear him, because that's why I'm a pastoral counselor, I do hear and that prompting of, mm, we need to go here instead. That's, that's me submitting to who's really in charge. I, I'm chuckling because... <laughs> That sounds very familiar. It sure does. <laughs> I sat in several sessions with you where you went, mm, I think the Holy Spirit's wanting us to go this direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm not the savior. I'm not the one who knows it all. There have been times when God just plops into my spirit information that I should have no way of knowing. And I and I speak that out and and it changes lives, not because it's me speaking it, but because it's God himself revealing himself as, as the one who loves you so much. He will drop information into my measly mind so that I can speak it out and so that you can know that you are loved so much that God's not going to let you stay in that miserable state. It's uncomfortable but it is what's needed to be able to walk from bondage into freedom. Amen. We have about 10 minutes left, and I want to talk about something. I want to transition into something, but okay. a, a very sad thing happened in our town just this past week. Uh, we had a suicide this past week of a classmate, um, and they walked, um, you know, Mary and they walked a mile down to the train tracks laid down on the train tracks and the engineer saw from a distance there was something on the tracks could not stop the train you know the rest of the story yeah it's tragic not only that but it has life-lasting effects on those that are close to them and she or he were was being told lies, lies from the enemy, lies from the world. Mm-hmm. There's no hope. There's no help. Right. And which brings us into this, this transition. Right thinking leads to right living or right behavior. Mm-hmm. It's an incredibly important truth to get a hold of and make the correct changes as needed. Um, if you can tell our audience, and I know you and Dave were hitting on this here, but what does that mean? What does that statement really mean? Um, right thinking leads to right living or right behavior. Okay. It means that thoughts are our leaders. Um, thoughts lead our emotions. Thoughts lead our behavior. You will never behave outside of your belief system. 
and your belief system is that pattern of thinking that you have established in your brain. Um, mm -hmm. And there is this there is this physiological part. Many people think that a thought is just do 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 out there, right? But actually, it becomes it becomes something physical. We have a thought, and it becomes a peptide. It becomes an actual physical thing in our brain and therefore interacts with our physical body and impacts our emotions. And again, it shows how we are so intricately made. And yet God knew what he was doing when he wrote the word to tell us, fix your thoughts on these things, right? Here's where yeah. you need to put your thoughts in Philippians 4, 8, those things that are of a good report. Don't be watching the news for heaven's sakes. Why? Because you hear all these negative reports. And, and of course, that pattern of thinking is going to lead you into bondage and it's going to lead you into fear and it's going to lead you into hopelessness. And yes, the end result of that is death. Mm. So, so be careful about what it is that you're allowing yourself to hear because faith comes by hearing. Yeah. And we want, and, and faith comes by hearing God's word is right. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, but faith also comes in hearing a lie. Mm -hmm. If you hear it long enough, you will believe it. Even though it's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Um, why do you think kids who have been horribly abused by their parents and told that they'll never amount to anything they self-sabotage when they get to school because they can't be a success because they believe they believe that they never will be because that's what they have been told. And so that thought life, God said that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Our thoughts are, are huge. And so having that filter, which again, I, I alluded to it earlier, it takes a lot of mental energy to assess what you really believe. And mm. so oftentimes I tell this little story in that, that if you're driving a car and an indicator light comes on, um, it tells you it's that, that thing that says, hey, something's going on in the, under the engine or under the hood of the car and you need to pay attention to it. Now, sometimes you need to pay attention to it immediately because um, it's hot engine, or sometimes you need to, in the next 50 miles, you need to get to a gas station because it's saying low gas, right? Our emotions are like those indicator lights. They just let you know that if something's going screwy in your, in your, in your, underneath the hood of your life, then you are believing a lie. You're believing a lie. It, it's, it doesn't mean, oh, woe is me. It means, oh, I need to attend to this. I need to look at this. I need to assess it. I need to figure out what is it that I'm believing that would, that would have me feeling so despondent. Do I believe that I'm all alone here in this world and that nobody cares what a lie straight from the pit of hell. The truth is that God says he'll never leave you or forsake you. He says that he is that friend that's closer than a brother. And to, to embrace the truth of God's word, let your thoughts lead you. And so line them up with God's word. The challenging part comes is that God just flat out says, hey, your thoughts aren't my thoughts and your ways aren't my ways. And so guess what? He's got it all together. We yeah. do not. So we are the ones that need to make those changes in our thoughts so that our ways change. That's good. And listen, I want to challenge our listeners. If, if you're out there and you're hearing this and you realize that, that perhaps you need some help, that there's just some things that are going on wrong in your life and you need some help, don't hesitate. And if you, if you don't know where to turn, uh, message us on our, on our Facebook page. Uh, two days podcast and we'll do our best to try and connect you with someone like Marcia who um, can minister to you through God's word to help bring healing and to your life. Yeah, that's, that's good, Dave. Yes. Yeah, that's real good, Dave. I, I you know, w one other thing, um, we live in a nation of offense. Mm. 
We are people, are we not, who are offended at anything. Yes. I mean, just the way Dave's looking at me right now makes me, you know. Uh, you know, I really want to reach through there and slap you right now. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. You guys. But, you know, that you know, we say hatred and everything, but people are so easily offended. There's no... Um, tough skin there because there's not a there's not a good um a filter like you were talking about uh, that we've developed and and I think of uh, the offenses that happen in relationships um between you know not not only between the husband and wife but between siblings between parents and and children and and, and it carries over into all facets of life Yes. And so this right thinking, um, really, it causes us not to be victims, because I would say this, if you're easily offended, you have a victim mentality. Am I right? Yes. And, and the challenge comes is that you have to take offense. You have to choose to be offended. That's yeah. why that's why the Bible talks about putting on and, and putting off, okay, because it's our decision. And so you can put on wrath and anger, or you can put off. And God's word says, put it off, put on kindness, put on gentleness, put on uh, love, and, and put on forgiveness. Um, understand that, that to be offended gives somebody else control over you. Uh, but newsflash, your behavior does not determine my behavior, right? I get to decide. Um, and, I and it's not like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and the thing is, it's, we have all worked in situations in which our bosses or some peers have just been in my language, poop heads. <laughs> they've, just, they've just been poop heads. And, <laughs> And as we've interacted with them, we can choose to come right along with them and growl back, or we can say to ourselves, I get to decide what kind of woman I'm going to be. You guys would not say that. You would say men. Just well, Dave, Dave. Yes. <laughs> but, but I'm not going to give that person the power over me. I get to decide that I'm going to be a woman of God. I get to decide that I'm going to walk in kindness. I get to decide that I'm going to walk in forgiveness. I'm, I get to decide that I can either be an angry woman or I can be a woman who gets angry. And those are two different things. Mm -hmm. To live in anger and offense is a, such a horrible place to live your life. Please don't choose that. Choose instead to put off wrath, get help in knowing how to and learning how to how to be angry, but sin not mm -hmm. instead of being angry all of the time. I don't want to be an angry woman. Being angry is okay, but not to park there and certainly not to let bitterness be there and eventually turning to poison, which will kill us. Dave, we need to have Marcia back because I think we could go on some more, maybe some questions from our audience, uh, all three of them, all three of them yeah. maybe could uh, send in questions. Uh, have you ever thought, because we're going to come to a close here for today, but have you ever thought of writing a book in your retirement at all? <laughs> I have not, and here is why. There are some people who just who journal and and just are prolific in their written communication. Um, as a school psychologist, I I was I was good at getting my thoughts and 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 being able to communicate in the written form, but it was never something that I really enjoyed. Huh. Um, give me give me someone that I can chat with. Um, whether over Zoom or in my office, um, so that we can have that communication face-to-face. Uh, -face. Um, I am good to go. I even struggle with, 
writing my notes from counseling to get it on paper to get it it's just it's a hard discipline for me so oh, the you answer, never forgot us that's for sure <laughs> that's the long way around of saying mm, nope no book for this little gray duck <laughs> well marcy as always it was such a pleasure to chat with you and we just want you to know how much we love and appreciate you and please let doc uh, know how much we love and appreciate him too I will yes. do that. We love you guys and your families. Yes. Well, we'll have you back again in one of our yes. pod. Now you're a podcaster. So uh, we'll put that on your list. Hey, as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, and even if you didn't, we would ask you to subscribe or share this podcast with your friends. And until next time, remember, two Daves are always better than one. We'll see you next time. <laughs>